Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Podcast Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. Welcome to the big time! Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. You know your damn role and shut your damn mouth. Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb. I have to finish the story. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hello, my name is Ila Dragunov, the star Bang, the sniper is shooting you down. This is TMDK's Robbie Eagles, and you are listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You are now listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Romaran, Chino Diao with you tonight on a very special audio-only interview. Uh, we got someone special here. We haven't talked to her since uh, 2018. Five uh, years. Five, five years. years. <laughs> uh, we uh, co- official co-host ng podcast. No, I... Wait. 2019, yes. 2018, yeah, yeah. I started. 2019, I started. Yes. So this is 2018. Yeah. 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 So we'll get right to it. Uh, let's, you know, let's get right into the interview. Let's all welcome Filipino Australian pro wrestler. The current reigning Renegades of Wrestling Women's Champion, none other than Asia. What's up, Asia? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. What an intro. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Um, it has been five years since oh, we last saw each other. It doesn't feel like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's uh, been crazy. Things have, you know, things have definitely changed. Um, the wrestling landscape over here has changed since you've last been here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to ask, um, since it's been half a decade since we last saw you, how 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 are you? Uh, how how are you today? And how are saying you, half how a decade? Been? Make it, half a yeah. decade made it so much worse. Yeah, this is so much. No, I think about it a lot. A so, um, I think about it, and then you know, I realize that we do like we have, you know, five years mm-hmm. between us, and then it has been half a decade. So I'm sorry, but it is true. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, lots happened obviously since then. Ten percent um, of a century. Making <laughs> <laughs> it more worse. Um, yeah, a lot has happened. Obviously, a couple of hiccups. 
like COVID happening. Um, but wrestling wise, all in between that has been really good, especially this year. And I'm sure we'll get more into it um, as this goes along. We've, we've spoken to, of course, we've spoken to our share of Australian wrestlers. We've spoken to Carlo Cannon as well recently. Oh, yeah, um, Carlo. <laughs> yep. Uh, how has the pandemic treated you? Because I, we've heard their stories, but what about you? Um, yeah, it was tough. Um, boy, Carlo is also from Melbourne as well, so he's probably told you guys how we were pretty much in lockdown mm-hmm. on and off for like two years, so wrestling wasn't happening pretty much at all um we'll try to like get content as we could through um the restrictions and all that and obviously um training went onto zoom as well so that was a very interesting time but um yeah once we were able to get out of it all we yeah hit the ground running like yeah so your career in australia as of the moment what didn't really start off with ROW, uh, is that correct, right? I remember no. you were a part of a previous... I remember you were uh, with MCW. Yeah, there we go, a previous promotion. So tell, tell us how, the last time we, we've uh, spoken, or you've spoken to us, you were part of MCW, and now you're the champion in a different promotion. Can you? So can you tell us how the, that transition went over? Um, I guess, I mean, Renegades has only been around for, I think, just a year now. It opened up last year and one of the co-owners of that was the previous owner and um yeah the previous owner of mcw um so that was the relationship there but renegades isn't like the just the only place i'm wrestling at um i'm still wrestling at pcw which is my home Mm. promotion where i started training i have wrestled with mcw or worked with them on like um like other tools that associate with mcw um yeah i wrestled for a range of different promotions, not just one. So yeah, wrestling's really good for me. I got a lot going on. Right, right. I remember PCW now. Uh, yeah, I, I can't can't believe I forgot about that yeah. part. But um, <laughs> you said that you guys have been, you know, over the pandemic doing Zoom Zoom classes, Zoom training. But how did you keep up? You know, uh, keep maintaining yourself because Shempre, um, as wrestlers, we have to uh, stay in top shape, even if yeah. we don't know when the light is coming at the end of the tunnel, right? So, what did you? How did you get through that? Honestly, that was a bit. I really struggled. I hate nothing more than home workouts, and I do have like equipment at home, but just the environment is just so unmotivating. So that was a part that really slipped for me, but because with our restrictions, we were allowed to like go and walks. There's a place that um, near mine that's like called, um, that has like these stairs and a big walk. So I would get more into walking at that point rather than like um, lifting weights. So that was also, I guess my way of, yeah, keeping up the exercise. And also it was good, like mental health wise as well, but yeah, gym was definitely slipped, but once like gyms opened, I went straight back into it because yeah, I, I love the gym environment, but at home, hate it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It, it's different when you when you're working out at home. It's, it feels like you shouldn't be doing that. Like you, you could just be yeah. laying around. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Normally, in your bed. Like, what's motivating you to get out of bed to like work out in like a cold garage, essentially? <laughs> but when you st- when you got back, um did you like uh did you lose any cardio um did you feel like um it was different uh, you had to get your weight get your conditioning back oh for sure like the first bump felt like 
the first bump you ever like take at the very start when you first start wrestling. Like it was the worst, especially like I almost experienced it twice because we did open like for like a two or three year gap and then went straight to lockdown as well. So it kept happening that like, okay, we can start trading. Oh my God, this is exhausting. Another long period of no wrestling and then getting back into it. And yeah, it takes a while to really get into it, especially like I had COVID a few times. So even that long break as well, like getting back back into it was really tough, but of course your body eventually gets used to wrestling and it's all easy from there or yeah, your body is used to it. How bad was your COVID? I think I had it twice or maybe three times, but the first one was definitely the worst. It was like chills, fever, headache, Mm. like just the worst. But then the second one felt like I didn't even like have it. So it's really weird how how different it is. I also lost my sense of smell as well, which was really weird. Yes. I know the feel, uh, yeah. yeah. But the second one is like when, when you when you have the vaccines, it's a, it's yeah. just a cold. Yeah. All right. So uh, to keep up with the uh, catch up, so, so since we last saw you uh, five years ago, when you were here, you were, I, I think you were just like a baby girl. Yeah. And then, I was now, nineteen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Two years. And now wrestling. you have a slightly completely different gimmick you're now the first class b the fcb i don't know if i can say the b to <laughs> you but uh can you explain uh the fcb character yeah um so the fcb character i've actually changed it to just um first class after right, my trip right. to america but yeah i guess to explain um what she is um i guess i would describe her as like an overachiever, um, obsessed with, um, obsessed with like obsessed. She's very business minded. Um, and because of that, she's quite well accomplished outside wrestling. She has all these business ventures, um, these investments and the reason why she's in wrestling. And I'm sure we'll get into this, but at flatbacks, a big question was why does your character wrestle? Mm. Why are they in wrestling? Right. So my idea with her is that, she sees wrestling as like a business venture to build her brand, to build her image. She's not in it because of like her passion for wrestling. She's in it for what she can gain at wrestling. She's like, she craves the spotlight. She's naturally competitive. So wrestling fuels that side of her that she can't get in like the business world. Um, And because like she has this like luxurious lifestyle, she definitely likes to show it off. She's very overly proud of her achievements. So this is why my character comes out with a champagne bottle and yes. she's very in your face with it quite literally because she'll hit people over the head with a champagne bottle Ooh. and she gets away with it because she's first class so first class what? character <laughs> so this this character is interesting because this is so different that from your original character i didn't have in- a character before <laughs> yes, so. yeah, that's why yeah. i said you were just a baby girl <laughs> yeah just, you were just the filipino australian Right. Yeah. And then now there's this completely different side of you that you're seeing on TV. Do you think this character that you've developed was able to set you apart the rest of the female wrestlers or the rest of the wrestlers in Australia? Yeah, definitely. Your part, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Characters like number one. Um, that was a big thing I struggled with for like years. And this was something I really like gotten on board with like maybe for a year or two now. Um, yeah. And characters, everything it's, it's like, it's even above like wrestling. So you just need to 
have that. So yeah, you can set yourself apart. You have like a selling point why people want to see you. And then your wrestling is different because you wrestle the way that your character wrestles. You act the way your character is supposed to act and stuff like that. So was that like an adjustment for you when you started had to start thinking of character first over everything Was that else? something that, um, I, I guess to add to that, was that something that came naturally or was yeah. that something that you had to learn as well? Um, definitely, definitely not natural. Like I'm very shy in real life. So it was a big part that's like, was a massive struggle. And I guess, yeah, it developed over a period of time because before COVID, hated promo classes, would never <laughs> show up. Definitely the first like promos I had, I cried. Um, but then over COVID, because we had the Zoom classes, it became like a lot more comfortable environment because it would be like, hey, this is a prompt, make a promo of it, send it in and we'll reveal it. And I was a lot more comfortable with that. So I started developing this first class character. Like I would be wearing like suits or business wear. And it was a bit of a different label for the character back then, but it was basically planting the seeds for that character because when um, shows started to get back on, I started to go on Russell Rock um, and they have very outlandish characters. And this is the same promoter from Renegades here, so runs Russell Rock. So he pitched me this idea. There was a song, First Class Bitch, so that's where it comes from, and says that, like, you should have this song, First Class Bitch. You should come out with champagne, hit people with it. Um, like throw the champagne around and stuff like that. And yeah, it pretty much stuck. I like, I really liked it. And it was perfect for what the character I was developing during the Zoom classes. So from them, it just kept like snowballing from there. That's a good story because I was going to ask for it. Where, where did it come from? Right. Yeah. Um, so since you said that it was someone's idea and then it was also something that you had to learn, why do you resonate with that particular character? Like, what is it about that that you really love portraying? Um, I guess it takes, like, it takes a lot of parts of who I am. Like, um, I have, like, things, um, like, it's not just wrestling for me. Like, I've always been very, um, like, on top of my education. Like, it wasn't, like, as much as I want to make a wrestling, like, I want to set myself up for life. So I did well in school. I got an education. I have a degree. Um, I got it like a good job. So kind of that kind of stuff um, is very like can translate to this, um, to this character and wearing the suits as well. Like I, I wear like business wear for work. So it's very easy to bring that into wrestling. Yeah. It's very much stuff that I like, but obviously has heelish traits because I'm not an actual right. bitch in real life. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I hope. That's true. No, no, that's true. <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, well, you mentioned a, a day job. What do you do? Um, if you can tell us, what, what do you do uh, right now? Because Trump um, are not always all yeah. uh, full-time wrestling. <laughs> um, I guess I'll just say, like, I work for a big full company. Okay, cool. All right. Um, you mentioned it already. Uh, you alluded to it a little while back. And uh, you went to the U.S. earlier this year. You trained specifically, uh, prominently at the Flatbacks Wrestling School that's run by... Uh, Tyler Breeze and um, Sean Spears. Spears. So how did that happen? What was that like? How did you get there? Oh, wow. Um, so America was always a place I wanted to go to, even before I started wrestling. Like as a teenager, I knew that you like as an Australian, you had to go to America to like kind of make it or to like get your name out there because Australia is just so far. But when I first was thinking of actually going was 
2020, but of course yeah. COVID happened. So that delayed it a couple of years. But once like the borders started opening, I was like, okay, I can start considering this. And at the time I just finished uni and went straight into um, work. But the particular um, job that I had, I wasn't like quite happy. Um, so I started looking for other jobs and I was able to get another job. But I had, this was around last year in April, I got the job and I had the option to start in July or March this year. Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking, I'm like, I really like, when can I go to America? Like, I feel like if I delay it, then that gives me the opportunity to be able to do that. So I stayed at this job and it, it very helped fun going to America as well. By the end of the year, I quit. And obviously through that, I decided like where, what I want to do, whether I want to train, whether I want to make it like a full tour, do both, ultimately decide to do both. Um, so yeah, quit that job at the end of the year, flew New Year's Day um, and spent two months in America trying out flatbacks, wrestling around the country. And yeah, it was a hell of an experience. If I may ask, how did you um, fund the whole trip? Was it something that you saved up for? Did your family help send you over there? Um, how to, how to, because, you know, it's a dream for most of us, but yeah. we don't have the funds for it. Yeah, it is hard. Um, no, I was all savings. Okay. Like um, every paycheck, I'll put like a thousand um, AUD away. Um, every Anything I made in wrestling, whether it was um, match fees, merch, anything straight into the fund. And I've always done that with any, um, anything that I make in wrestling, I know, like, I always put it away to, so that it goes towards wrestling, whether it's more merch, whether it's, it's travel. Um, and yeah, I definitely help it. Yeah. It took like, yeah, about like a year to save up for it. So you mentioned, uh, that it was your dream to travel to this U S to train and learn from wrestlers over in that side of the world. What made you pick a Flatbacks Wrestling Academy as the academy of choice? Like, what, mm. did it, why, why did it stand out to you? Um, I think, like, the first main thing was, like, making sure there was a school that provided housing. Um, there was, like, other options I looked, but one of the main schools that I was just considering didn't have housing, so that kind of, like, um, yeah, eliminated that option. And then I saw Flatbacks um, had housing. And then also just looking at the people who they trained as well, um, and where they are, a lot of them are people in WWE, people in AEW. Um, so obviously that's a place that I want to end up. So obviously you want to be trained under those people. And of course, Sean Spears and Tyler Breeze highly respect their careers and everything they've done. Um, so yeah, it was kind of like the obvious like option for me. All right. So you mentioned wanting to, to be part of, you know, much bigger companies. Uh, at like the WWE, like AEW, but you recently were a part of of Impact's Australia tour. Yeah, I uh, just want to jump, you know, as the yeah. pod's resident Impact <laughs> person, since I'm the only one who really watches. Yeah. Tell, us how, tell us how you got involved. Tell us a little yeah, bit, yeah. A bit about that. That's exactly. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, first of all, it was in like Wagga, which is the middle of nowhere in Australia. It's like five hours away from Sydney and five hours away from Melbourne. So not nowhere near any major cities, but it's, so I'm in Victoria. Wog is in New South Wales. So I had no inkling that I was going to be at, be on it. I thought they would use like all the New South Wales, like wrestlers. Um, but yeah, I got a DM from the guy in Australia that was organizing it said, did you want to be a part of it? 
also want to be a part of it. Um, and yeah, that was really cool. Um, cause like, I'm not a like massive impact fan, but I would watch impact back in the day because of the knockouts division. Cause during that time, that was a time that women weren't getting a lot of opportunities on WWE. So impact would be my go-to to watch women's wrestling. So it's incredible that I got to have that experience. Sorry, right. what was sorry, uh, sorry, Gina. Go, um, go, go, go. What was the um? Who was uh Impact partnering with for this? Were, were they partnering with Renegades? I think th- there's like this. I think it's Oceana Pro Wrestling. Okay. Um, I think the main guy he normally runs events for sports, so this was kind of like a new. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B two B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com new avenue for him um and then we had a couple of like mcw people that we had a couple pwa people in there so i'd say it's a bit of like a collaborative um effort to get that happening it was real curious because you mentioned that it was all sorts of promotions in australia that were a part of this impact shows this series of impact shows so why how did they go about picking the talent that they wanted to work with was this like a sort of tryout for yeah, them did you have to volunteer anything yeah. or um i didn't so there was it was a bit different so i wasn't like there was two main shows so i got to be on them um the guy who runs um oceana pro wrestling i think he's based in melbourne so i think he was scouting those shows so he probably saw me and a few other people that he picked and obviously there was a couple other Australians on the moon shows who are big Australian names. So obviously they would be in it. There was also a Australian showcase. So that was where people can put in submissions to sending their matches and why they want to be a part of it. So that was like a almost tryout kind of like situation, sending your stuff in. And I also got to be a part of that because I just want to be involved in the whole weekend as well. So what was that like? Um, how was it different from anything that you, any other show or car that you've wrestled in? Because that was televised for sure. So yeah. how was it um, different to you? Um, yeah, it was definitely different. Um, yeah, because it's TV. It was on Fight TV. But yeah, just being aware 
of TV, like where mm-hmm. the cameras are, like as much as like you always get told to work the hard cam, like you had to be extra like aware of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and even just making sure again, like these are things that are um, harped on about us, but even like making sure timings are right, like being extra careful with that. Um, even like they needed us to do our celebrations in the ramp round the ring just for timing purposes as well. I guess a lot more organized in that aspect as well. But backstage was all really good though. And yeah, it was it was incredible. So Impact also the home of another Filipina, uh Giselle Shaw. Were you able yeah. to connect with her? Yes. Did, she, did you talk to her about your heritage? <laughs> yes. You know? Yes, yeah. I did. So yes. yeah, she was a part of that tour. Um I, the first day I was there, I went to the gym that was close by and all the wrestlers that were there and she was there. So when I didn't want to like interrupt all of them while they were deep in their workouts, but I saw she was free. So I went up to her. I'm like, Hey, I'm Aisha, one of the Australian wrestlers. And she's like, what nationality are you? I'm like, Filipino. She's like, Oh, I knew it. <laughs> can tell. We know. Yeah. Can we, tell. Yeah, we always yeah. know. We always yeah. know. And I like, I always know. yeah. <laughs> so that was really funny. And yeah, we got to talk quite a few times, like over, the past days, like at the hotel, there was a nice breakfast. So normally I would chat with her and we started talking about Filipino food and all that. So that was really cool um, to have someone to talk to about that. Um, and yeah, she was really lovely. Um, yeah, she was probably who I interacted with the most. So that, that was pretty cool. What was your reaction and thoughts and feelings uh, when you found out you were booked against Killer Kelly? It was really cool, especially... I can like five years ago, I was really big into like progress wrestling and she was a part of the UK scene there. So I would see her then. So I've kind of been following her career for a while now. So yeah, having someone like her was really cool and she was super easy to work with. Um, we had a good time. We had a lot of fun. Okay. Um, you also mentioned here uh, as part of your recaps that you were also part of NWA's Australian tour because uh, Smashing Pumpkins was also yeah. uh doing the tour in australia so what was that like uh, was it how was it different from this other kind of big company oh yeah it was different in the sense that it was more like a festival shows so um around people who aren't wrestling fans who are mm. obviously there for smashing pumpkins but it was a really cool experience and yeah billy corgan was there and he was very hands-on i got to talk to him a lot of times nice. he would give me feedback um, he would tell me what he wanted from me and it was really good because um, when he gave me feedback, I would think I was part of it for two days when he, or maybe three, when he gave me feedback on one of them, I was able to like take that into account. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, I really made sure that I improved on those points that he gave me and he noticed it at the end. And yeah, said like I had a re- like really good upside and stuff like that. And it was really cool. Like my knowledge of Smashing Pumpkins is basically <laughs> from Guitar Hero. Yeah, so, yes, yes, yeah. from Guitar Hero. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So yeah, I've only seen him in like video game form. So <laughs> so it was cool to see him in person. And yeah, that whole thing was like super cool. Um, yeah, getting to work with all these American companies like here. Like I don't even know, need to go to America, I guess. But um, yeah, ooh, another cool experience. So now that you have all this American experience under your belt, or do you have any plans on making it back to the US anytime soon? You do you have future plans of perhaps moving to the U.S. full-time either? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Okay. Definitely plans to, like, go back, um, especially because when I was training, I wasn't able to take as much bookings um, as I could have. So now that I have, like, all these connections with these companies I work with, even from my time there, um, yeah, I can 
take more advantage of being able to wrestle there um, a lot more. Uh, moving is quite hard. I know we have Shazza McKenzie, who's from Australia. She's right. just gone over there. Yes. And she said that was like a whole process. And honestly, it wasn't even something I really knew it was all that possible because I just heard how complicated it was. But even when I was over there, um, I met some people who already trained at Flatbacks and they were from, um, they were Israelis and they oh, just wow. got their visas approved. So at least like if I really want to, I have like connections or people that I can kind of talk to if I really want to uh, follow that path. Because you've been everywhere and you wrestled for at least um, two big companies now and you're a <laughs> champion now. Uh, what, how's your family? Like, what do they think? Do they think, do they see you or have they accepted that this could be uh, a viable career? Maybe, you know, uh, eventually because you're still pretty young and there's still a lot yeah. of time. Yeah. What do they feel about that? Um, they've always been supportive. Um, thing always was with them. Like I could, do whatever I want as long as I got like an education, a good job, which is what I've had. So uh, it's pretty much like free reign for me. Like, obviously it let me go to America. I started training when I was 16. So if they were right. completely against that, then it wouldn't have happened. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so yeah, they're just full supportive, um, especially with these opportunities with NWA and impact. They were just like, wow, like it can like really happen. Okay. Uh, you, you brought, uh, let's go back really quickly to, um, the training in the States because we didn't really get to touch that much mm -hmm. on that. Um, of course, um, the, the wrestlers over in the U S way different way on another different level, uh, when it comes to experience. So, um, yeah. how, how much did you really learn and did you realize that, okay, um, no, no disrespect to the people in Australia, but you know, um, how different was it? Um, it was very different, but the weird thing is the quality of wrestling really varied over there. I think Australian wrestling is actually like really good. We have like some of the mm -hmm. best wrestlers. We have really good women. And mm -hmm. I guess a most of the places I work are very high quality. So it was actually weird going to some places that are kind of like trash bag promotions. Um, <laughs> but then, yeah, it was very like up and down. Like you had really bad yeah, and like yeah. really good, but um, it's all experience and all learning experience. So yeah, just took it all in. <laughs> and then um, how did you end up getting booked a lot uh, in, the, in the States? Because did, did the flatbacks uh, guys help you out? Do they show you, do they shop you around and say, Oh, you should book Asia. Uh, she's really good. <laughs> um, a lot of them was all just me contacting people, DM people, emailing people. Um, I would talk to Shaz McKenzie as well to be like, who do I contact? Who do I reach out to? She just told me to just keep bugging people because that's pretty much the only way setting up my, um, like having all my stuff ready, like my resume, my photos, my videos all in a folder so I can just send it straight away. Like this right. is what I do. Um, I'm, a, I'm available at this time. And even like the couple, like even two weeks out from when I was meant to fly, I actually didn't really have that many things lined up. It felt like when I was there, then everything started flowing as well. And I've talked to, this is Matt Hayter here in Australia that just had a US tour. And he was saying that like, it's the same thing. He didn't have much lined up, but just the fact that he was over there because you meet people um, and stuff like that. Like, yeah, it just, you just keep getting these opportunities. It's just a matter of like being over there. Okay. I don't know if you guys touched on this because I was lagging a little bit earlier, yeah. but um, in flatbacks, did you, uh, were, were Breeze and Spears uh, 
heavily involved in the training or did they delegate to other people? No, they were they were heavily involved. It okay. was all them. Like it was them every night. Um wow. mostly mostly both of them. Um sometimes like this was the time when um Sean Spears um baby arrived. So it was yes, a bit yes. he, sometimes he wasn't always there, but um yeah, they were very hands-on, very involved. Um yeah. Okay. Did right. you during your time in the US did you get to work with any Big names, of course. You mentioned Sean Spears and, Ty- and Tyler Breeze, mm. but did you also get to work with like other wrestlers that were, who are bigger names in America that we might not have known about? Yeah. <laughs> um, trying to remember, I think a fair amount of the people I worked with are probably like two to like five years in their careers, so not mm. like massive names, but people that are making a name for themselves. People like um. Jada Stone, actually, it was just a tryout match that I wrestled her. Um, Haley Dillon, she's very new, but um, she has a lot of potential. Um, yeah, mostly people like who I can see in the next couple of years, like being like big names. All right, all right. Let's go back home uh, with Renegades of Wrestling. You are the women's champion, and it is your first singles championship. Uh, I know before you were a tag team champion. So what is, what is it like now, and how did you? feel when you found out that you were going to win uh their women's championship um it was incredible um yeah like you said it was my first singles championship um renegades has um really helped me in my development this past year um and yeah it was basically to the point that shazza was going to the u.s so they were um i got a phone call being like hey shazza's going this is the plan we see you as the next best person to be the one that represents like our women's division essentially. And yeah, I was so excited because that's, that was my first match back in Australia as well. So to just come back at such a high as well, um, it was incredible. And especially at Renegades, they're really focused on making sure there are women involved. They're not just trying to book that one women's match. Like mm-hmm. they try to put as many women as they can on. So being able to represent like, um, a big like a full roster of women um it means a lot to me and then you've got uh the one and only maki ito coming up on yeah. august 26 <laughs> so did how 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 did you find out about that and then what, what was what were your reactions when you found out about that um i think maki from renegades was kind of like telling me about it like it wasn't like ever official things just like oh i'm thinking of doing this like we might have like gcw over it'd be really cool if we could have you and maki like that would be really cool um but never something official until like randomly he just messaged <laughs> me being like hey we're about to announce the gcw to i'm like what <laughs> what gcw tour um so yeah i think i pretty much found of of the day that it got announced on twitter just like an hour or so beforehand <laughs> that's crazy like yeah <laughs> I can't imagine finding out who you book next. Yeah. But, but that's uh, far away uh, on August 26th. I'm not familiar with um, how it is right now, but how often are you wrestling nowadays? Um, it depends. I guess like some months, like it's almost every weekend. This this month's been a little bit quieter. Um, I think because of COVID, um, people, uh, promotions are like spreading their shows a little bit more across rather than being so frequent um just so that they have time to build on like promoting the show marketing getting those ticket sales up um and making yeah making the most of it 
Um, so yeah, it just depends. It could be almost every weekend or just a little bit of break, but sometimes a little bit of breaks nice as well. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I hope that you're not, you know, beat up or anything. Um, definitely (laughs) don't want injuries to happen to you. Yeah. 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 Uh, speaking of, um, Maki Ito, what about Japan? Do you have any, uh, uh, plans of maybe visiting Japan? Because, uh, it's also one of the places to be when it comes to women's wrestling. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's even just a place that like, I would like to travel because even during the time I came to Philippines in 2018, I went there for traveling. So even that would be nice. And yeah, obviously wrestling is huge in Japan. So getting gain opportunities to go over there would be really cool, but um, nothing in the works at the moment, but definitely something I'd want to like tick off my bucket list. Right. Um, as of now, um, I know you probably can't mention anything, if any, but are you getting any, you know, big, I mean, not, uh, not necessarily big, but, you know, notable offers from anywhere. Is that something that's been uh, on your radar that we don't know of? Um, not at the moment. Okay. Um, yeah. No problem. I mean, uh, I'm sure it will come, especially uh, when you wrestle such a high profile wrestler yeah. next month. Right. Yeah. You know, you got anything? Um, yeah. You- so, now that you've mentioned all these countries you you want to go to or you know countries you want to go back to do you have any plans on coming back to the Philippines? Yeah, I was about to ask that because uh that's the one saw, country you haven't hit on. Yeah, yeah, I did and asked me anything on my Instagram and somebody remembered you and asked me oh my God. if you were coming Actually, back. I remember I, that. Yeah. I don't know if she's coming back, so let's tag her. Oh. Um, I would love to. I was no, actually on my American trip I did have a stopover like in the Philippines and Okay. We got delayed, and for some reason, we were stuck in a stairwell for like two what? hours because something in messed the airport? up. Yeah, at the airport. Jesus. Um, but yeah, so I was actually around for a little bit, but I would love <laughs> to come back and actually wrestle and spend a bit of time. But yeah, flights are so expensive nowadays yes, compared yeah. to a couple of years ago. So yeah, but I would love to. I had it's still one of like the best memories I had, like wrestling, the most fun I had. How is the family anyway? They're not um, raring to visit again. <laughs> the huh? The the family isn't like uh, planning to visit anytime Eager soon. Yet to come uh, back. I don't know. I feel it's actually weird that they haven't planned to, but <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they will. Though there's got to be some family. Yeah, holiday. I mean, we, we just had a few Australian wrestlers come yeah. to town. Uh, that's right. Yeah, just a, a few months back. So yeah. you know, maybe there might be another. Australian excursion from <laughs> that we can join. We're trying yeah. to get Carlo in as well, but oh. uh, that's a little hard right now. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, hopefully we can, we can see you because um, definitely you've way evolved and grown since the last time we saw you. All right. Um, as we wind down here, um, what, um, do you have anything here uh, that you got to promote? I know we talked about the Maki Ito match uh, next month, but is there anything else that you would like to plug as well? Um, I guess last week I got announced for um, World Series Wrestling. So mm-hmm. that's a um, promote, oh, like a tour that runs like every like six months or something like that, that brings all these um, big wrestlers down. And that's going to include Sean Spears and uh-huh. Cassie Lee. And oh, I get, down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nice. And I'm going to be a part of that tour as well. So it'll be oh, nice. great to bug Sean Spears backstage. And you'd be like, hey, coach. Um, and even Cassie as well. She's someone that I watched before she got signed. And obviously I got to meet her at my time at Flatback. So any 
Australian fans, come down, watch that, and I'm sure all that will be on fight as well. So check it out. Um, yeah, that's pretty much the besides yeah GCW and that. That's pretty much like the main things I have going on in the future. Are, are these shows going to be aired? Um, is it is it we can we see them uh, eventually? I, yeah, I think it'll be on fight, and yeah, it's in October as well. Okay, okay. To say the date. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Thanks, Asia, so much for you know taking your time uh, to chat with us. I know, um, I know there will be fans in the Philippines who remember you for sure, <laughs> and will be glad to uh, have heard from you. Um, can you, uh, for the people who don't follow you yet, can you tell them where to follow you? Which social media accounts they should uh, hit like and subscribe and stuff. Yeah. So Twitter is at Asia FCB, and then Instagram is Asia FCB. And I don't really use Facebook. People <laughs> okay. use Facebook. I'm sorry, I, don't I know. You on Facebook. So I, <laughs> I meant like Facebook page. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I barely post on that. But yeah, photo, Instagram, main ones. All right. All right. Thank you so much, Asia, the FC, the first class uh, now. <laughs> and uh, to just, you know, wrap this up a little bit. Uh, thank you guys um, for tuning in to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. As always, we have a SummerSlam viewing party coming up August 6th. That's Sunday. Uh, snack.ph slash geektalkph. We're only selling tickets online uh, up until July 30. That's um, this weekend. So again, thank you so much. Uh, on behalf of my uh, partner, co-host here, Chino Liao, this has been Ro Moran. Thank you as well for listening. And, you know, you know, stay safe. Peace. Be good. Bye. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.